Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> just getting a little, little pilot humor there. We like to have fun. Our destination today is Casablanca, Morocco. So Seven-footers crew, what is going on? It is a special episode, Gerard, because mm-hmm. we're going to be chatting all things NBA Finals because we have made it, guys. The we highest stage in the association. <laughs> we are approaching it. How are you feeling, Gerard? Are you as giddy as I am? Uh, we here now. Look, it's been a, it's a marathon season. We always say the NBA season is a marathon, not a sprint, but we here. We made it, y'all. Um, And now we're going to see what were, you know, as the playoffs have proven, the, the two best teams this postseason uh, in their performance. Uh, the East represented, of course, by the Boston Celtics and the West represented by the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, it should be a good series, Jenna, and I'm excited to get into it. Oh, same here. So let's do exactly that. I mean, it's going to be, in my prediction, a tough defensive matchup. I mean, it's also going to be a battle on offense as well because you have, of course, the greatest shooter we have seen in Steph Curry and of course Clay Thompson can't minimize his talent as well so I was telling you this earlier on uh before I let you dive into all things NBA finals this series but this is a battle of the vets and the rookies really which is really interesting and fun per se a little bit here because Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. the Warriors this uh team that's on the brink of a dynasty Mm -hmm. some would say Mm -hmm. Or most. And then you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who mm-hmm. are trying to just add to the trophy case of the Celtics, which is so deep. But anyway, <laughs> um, we got this Warriors team, this core group mm-hmm. in the guys I just named, of course, and Draymond Green. And they're going back to the finals for what, the sixth time in eight Six seasons? Six time in eight seasons. Yep. So Six finals. There, this is reps for them per Mm -hmm, se. So, mm -hmm. the Celtics, not so much here, and these young guys. So, talk to me about that matchup first of all, because let's also point out that both teams are not at 100% at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's interesting you brought that up, Jenna. Look, it's um, it's all the things you mentioned, right? The Warriors are a dynastic club again. This is their sixth finals appearance in the last eight seasons. We know they've won three NBA titles, looking to add a fourth. For this collection of group, that core of Draymond, Steph, Clay, and you could add Andre Iguodala to that group as well. Um, you know, it's interesting, Jenna, because the Boston Celtics, while they are the younger team in terms of the finals experience, Tatum Brown and Marcus Smart, these aren't, you know, second year players, right? They've been in the league for yeah. a little bit of time and they've been to conference finals. This is their first sort of like their, their first ability to get over the, the hump. They finally got past the conference. I mean, finally. I mean, let's not act like it's easy to do this. But they got past the conference finals, and now they're into their first NBA finals, right, for a chance to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. And we talk about all the time, winning in this league is hard, right? It's not easy. And this will be the toughest test for either side if they're going to be hosting that trophy uh, in in a couple weeks. 100%. I mean, 
talk to me about the concerns that you have on both sides. I just yeah. mentioned that both teams are not at 100%. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. likely not going to be at 100% mm-hmm. anytime yeah. soon. Correct. So at this point in the game, we know uh, players are used to playing through injury at this point in the game, but that's no easy feat, especially mm-hmm. when you have a, this specific matchup, which is so defensive heavy. No doubt. Um, so I want to put the injuries to a side for one second and come right back to it. On the Celtics side, what concerns me is, and I hate using this, but it's a thing, not being there before. Um yeah. You know, and I don't like to use that. And I use this. I, I tell you this story all the time. Um, or I said, I mentioned this story a bunch. I was talking to Shaquille O'Neal once, and it was the year that the Rockets were the best team. Casual. <laughs> yeah, casual. It was the Rockets were the best team in the regular season with Harden and Chris Paul. And I really thought they were going to win the championship that year. I mean, as a matter of fact, they took the Golden State Warriors 2-7, the eventual champs, and arguably should have won that series had Chris Paul's hamstrings not uh, not gotten injured. And I remember talking to Shaq in April, so right before the playoffs started. And I said, what about the Rockets? So we were talking about, you know, teams like, yeah, the Rockets don't, you know, in a typical Shaq voice, you know, draw, the Rockets don't have that typical championship DNA. And I was like, Shaq, but n- nobody has championship DNA until they win a championship. So like, what, what does that even mean? Excellent point, Gerard. And I was like, what, what? but like, that's the point, right? So like, I hate using that as a thing. Because just because you haven't won a champion doesn't mean you, you can't or don't know how to win one. Everyone has to win one the first time, right? If you're, if, so, that's, yeah, that, that's how it works. But the thing about the Celtics that not made me nervous, but the huge sigh of relief they let out after beating Miami in game seven. And I worry that they have a little bit too much, like, you know, we're happy to be here, you know? Because I yeah. just and I'm not look. I they don't can't get caught up in that. I don't think they have that. But I guess what I'm saying is, how focused are they on the task at hand and not getting distracted by all the hoopla and all the BS and whatever, and just focusing on that team that you're facing across the across the way there. Listen, man, they're they're a juggernaut. They say nothing's going to phase them. They've been here before, and you've got to be on your p's and q's if you're going to beat that team. So that's the one side on 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 the Celtics. The other part about that, and it ties into the injury piece, Jenna, is the Celtics had an opportunity to close this series out against the Heat in six games and win that game six at home in Boston on Friday. They did not, and it forced them to play a game seven. Why does that matter? Well, it gave the Warriors three extra days of rest, whereas had they closed out game six on Friday, the Warriors would have had barely 24 hours more rest than they did, right? Mm-hmm. So they close out Friday. Final start Thursday. As it stands now, they won the game in Miami Sunday night, flew into Boston early Monday morning, landed at like 4 or 5 a.m., whatever, flew to San Francisco today. I just, you know, it, and and again, and not to mention that grueling seven-game series against the Heat, which we know was super physical. They had a seven-game series the round before that against the Milwaukee Bucks that was also very physical. So these are the things in in a series where I think it's going to be close. Those two factors, Jenna, are tilting in the Warriors' favor, right? And we always say, to win in this league, you have to be very good and you need some luck, right? Well, the luck is tilting the Warriors' favor, at least early. Now, on the Warriors' side, what concerns me? Um, you know, their ability to, because, you know, 
as great as they are at shooting, it was like, oh my God, Steph Clay, da, 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 all that. They started to shoot the ball better in that Dallas series, but for the playoffs, haven't been great. And this Celtics team is going to be the best defense they've played all postseason. They got a lot of points in the paint against Dallas because Dallas ain't got no rim protectors to worry about. Well, this Boston team, they got rim protection, okay? They got dogs out on the wing. So the yeah. Warriors' ability to generate consistently good offense with their system will be interesting to watch against that great Boston defense and the Warriors' propensity to turn the ball over and what that could do for the Celtics in, in transition. Yeah, I mean, everything you just described on the Warriors' side, um, or excuse me, on the Celtics' side, it points out the obvious. The Celtics have had the hardest road to the NBA Finals, uh, in this matchup anyway. I mean, beating out, you have to remember, I mean, eliminating Giannis and mm -hmm. the Bucks, mm -hmm. and, of course, Katie and Kyrie mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. But, again, pushing these seven-game series so physical, especially – the team like to face before the Miami Heat, like mm. Dan, that's the last thing you want to face before you have right. to stay on the Warriors. Exactly. But yeah, again, great points there. And what, yes, a lot of things are tilting in the Warriors' favor, but again, not to bring up age and be that person, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like there's a lot more miles in the Bay on those legs True. than there is in the East, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? You're right. So. And again, we also didn't mention, um, speaking of your first time in this position being at the NBA Finals, first-year coach in Ime Udoka. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I would – again, I think I said this last episode, I would love to be a fly on the wall uh, in the Celtics locker room to hear yeah. this man and what he's preaching that's mm -hmm. working, obviously, in his first yeah. year. I mean, it's incredible to see how this team has picked the pieces up and figured it out so fast. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, Jenna, the big thing that you're seeing there, what Ime's got them to buy into, is a defensive identity. This uh -huh. this defense that Boston is playing, it's not just like really good for right now or whatever. They are playing historic defense. Like they are playing really, really well. And the athletes they have and the players they have that can play in that system is going to be critical against a team like the Warriors and their motion and read and react offense, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you know when the Warriors are, are on offense, all five players on the floor are weaponized, right? The Warriors don't do single high ball pick and roll, isolation. That's, that ain't their game. Everybody is live with the basketball in their hands to do mm -hmm. something. And as you know, I say this all the time, stopping isolation, yes, I get it. These are the best players in the world. But if that's all you're doing, ultimately, we can figure out how to stop that. Because it's just one-on-one. -on -one. But mm -hmm. if everybody's constantly moving and live, and that is difficult. Because if you wait or hesitate or get tired or lax for half a second, it's over, right? Someone slips to the rim, lay up. Someone's wide open for three in the corner. Mm -hmm. And Steph and Jordan Poole constantly moving all over the place. That is That wears on you. And to the point of after playing the Miami Heat in the round before, when your legs are already tired because of the, again, it would have been nice to have those extra three days off. Now you got to go run around and chase Steph, who's been off for seven days, right? It, it's just these little things. But again, I think sure. defensively, what Ima Yudoka has done, and historically, Boston has given the Warriors trouble um, in terms of how they guard their length and athleticism. And look, it, it's it's going to be a good series. You just hope that Robert Williams can play. You hope that Al Horford, um, I'm sorry, Marcus Smart, um, is as healthy as it's going to be. As you mentioned, everyone's dealing with something. No one's 100%. But hopefully those guys can really, you know, for these last two weeks, give the best possible effort they can. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And with the Celtics too, they are also the bigger team. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have that on their side, but it's also going to be a challenge because like you said, the Warriors, their ball movement is so fast. This is going to be the ultimate test for the Celtics defense. Mm -hmm. Staying on the topic of defense for one last second here, because I know we said the defensive matchup is going to be great, but what specific matchup are you most looking forward to? Yeah, for the, on the Celtics side of it, Jenna, I think Grant Williams is going to be key. You know, I talked about him uh, in the past couple series. He's built. He's like a he's like a younger version of PJ Tucker, right? Like he's built like a fire hydrant. It's just Good like comparison. <laughs> he, I mean, right? It's just like God. He's like six six or six seven ish in that range. Yeah, and like just thick, and it's like damn, dude. Like how are you moving that dude? He's just like you're not right. He's, like a brick wall. Yes, and. His ability to play defense without fouling is going to be key. How do they deploy him in this series, right? Do they put him on Clay Thompson, right, and bother Clay and really make things difficult for Clay? Because it's not, a, you know, Clay's tall too, but it's not that, you know, he's going to be able to easily shoot up over the top of Grant Williams. So that'll be interesting. Um, the physicality that Grant Williams provides as well. So that's a matchup I'm looking for. I'm looking to as well. Of course, Marcus Smart starting out on Stephen Curry um, and his ability to chase Steph around screens, you know. Marcus Martin and Kyle Lowry in the last series are among the best like floppers and exaggerators of contact that we have in the NBA. And, you know, that's all well and good. But one of the things that Marcus Smart does really well, he knows off ball action and movements, how to get over the top of screens. And that's going to be key because if you mm-hmm. do not fight over the top of a screen, Jenna, what are we, a sliver, like you, you give these dudes a sliver of daylight and you're cooked, right? Like, and, and I'm going to steal your line. The margins are thin in yes. this series yes. <laughs> on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you. this is where, in my opinion, where two-way guys, of course, shine the most and sure. more well-rounded players mm-hmm. like Marcus Smart mm-hmm. and, you know, Clay Tatum Thompson, mm-hmm. Tatum, Brown. Yeah, this is where the more, you know, high basketball IQ players shine because again, that's how thin the margins are. And those two players, especially for Boston Tatum and Brown are going to, I mean, duh, they're going to have to be big this series on both ends of the floor. Uh And on nights when the jumper's not falling and I don't care, you have to find a way to make an impact on the game. Yeah. Especially yeah. on Even the defensive if you're facilitating end. at this whatever. point and you're like, I don't I'm not going to try to get buckets. Right. I'm just Drawing fouls, whatever, whatever it is, but you have it can't be oh I ain't scoring tonight and you go you go AWOL. No, 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 that, that yeah. that's that's a quick way to get beat in this series, mm-hmm. right? And I'll be watching that matchup because Tatum and Brown having those two apex predator type wings, six seven and taller. And Tatum, he might be like six ten by now. I think he's growing every year he's in the league. For um, real. That is again, that size and that athleticism is tough to, to deal with, right? What do I always say? Scoring over length is the most difficult thing to do in this league. And that's what you want to put on Steph Curry and Jordan Poole and these guys. It's just yep. bother them with athleticism and size and length in the wings because that historically gives the Warriors trouble. And so that's what this team's going to have to do. So it'll, Jenna, it's going to be such, it, it, again, it, Boston has the tools and the pieces. You see it to be a team that gives the Warriors problems and can win this series. I wish they had had. They ended the series against Miami in six games and not gone to seven, but it is what yep. it is, um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, and here we are. So let's uh, talk for a second. Another question for you. If any, what coaching adjustments need to be facilitated, made in this specific series 
catering to the warriors. You know, it's funny, right? Like you, it isn't like all of a sudden Boston or Golden State is going to come up with some brand new scheme. Like, and this is, yeah. they're going to be who they are, right? They're going to stick to what they are and the principles that have gotten there. The Warriors and their motion offense, read and react, right? Celtics with that ball moving as well. The key on the Celtics end is going to be how consistently can they play Jenna and they play that good offensive Celtics basketball where the ball is zipping around where Tatum and Brown are moving. Because, you know, every once in a while for like three, four minutes, they get dumb and they start playing isolation basketball. They start taking ill-advised shots. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like Marcus Smart takes like five bad shots in a row. And you're like, what is this? Right? Yeah. They, they Listen, they do that against this team. That's like an 18-0 run the other way for, for a Golden State, right? You, you yep. cannot cannot have those moments. And so I'm, I'm going to look for Boston especially to use their defense as they have been, but even more so in this series, to transition into fast break and their early offense. Because we know not only is um, scoring early in the shot clock, that's a better thing. Scoring mm-hmm. against a not set defense is also key, right? Don't let Golden State get a chance to load up and set their defense. Make or miss, you grab that. That's what Golden State does well, even off of makes on the other team. When that ball goes, Draymond's ripping it out the net and throwing it up up the floor to get you in an unsettled situation. That's yeah. In any sport that is your goal, any any sport with a ball like that, right? Like soccer, basketball, lacrosse, whatever. Your goal when you have the possession and the ball on offense is to get the defense into an unsettled situation where they don't know shit. Who am I supposed to? What what what, what man is that? Who? That's what you want. You want them scrambling to, to think fit. exactly. And when they're thinking and not reacting, right? Barbecue chicken, as Shaq would say, right? That's that's what you want. You want to attack. And so Boston's got to be big on that, trying to get out in transition and not let and not attack the Warriors' um, set defense. And, you know, same thing for Golden State. Scoring in the half court against, you know, uh, Boston, even with all their motion offense, is going to be tough, right? So they're going to want to run as well off of mix. And if the pace gets high, do we see turnovers from both teams and who does that benefit? That'll be interesting to watch. That's also going to be a key factor because let's not downplay uh, the Warriors when it comes to turnovers. I mean, yeah. they are not perfect on, on that end of the floor. Yeah, and 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 Boston also is turning the ball over at a high rate, almost about a tenth or a tenth yeah, or two lower series. than them. Yeah, so it's Jalen Brown had himself a turnover listen, party. I mean, Jalen Brown night. and that his inability to dribble the basketball is a problem. Okay, like that, especially if the Warriors get Gary Payton the second back, which it looks like he'll be playing early in this series. That dude is a ball hawk. You have Huge any kind of factor off the bench. You got weak handles around that dude. Cookies. He's taking Bye. that thing and going the other way. So he was like their number one defender at one point. If he, or he had, was mainly on John Morant. If if he had played enough minutes in the regular season, Jenna, he would have made an NBA all defensive team. That's how good he is. Um, I believe, according to Dunks and Threes, which is you know a, a, the site I love to use when looking at um, advanced metrics, uh, estimated plus minus. I believe he was number two in the entire NBA in defensive estimated plus minus. Yes, he was second uh, behind teammate Draymond Green. Um, and, Makes sense. And it's, you know, it, he is, and it's not just, you know, small guys he can guard. He can guard wings. I mean, he can do it all. He's an excellent sort of off ball defender too, because he can jump passing lanes. They get him back. He's going to create havoc. So he's someone yeah. to watch. 100%. And are you ready to make your prediction? Uh, <laughs> not quite ready to make a prediction. I, I think a, another interesting thing to talk about here from an X-Factor standpoint, Jenna, is Andrew Wiggins. 
you know, we talked about game changer. It's interesting, right? Like, so he's in many ways in the Harrison Barnes role, right? When that, when the Warriors had Harrison before they had Kevin Durant, like I'm not going to disrespect KD by saying he's in the Kevin Durant role, because that would be extremely disrespectful. That's um, what Twitter was trying to say. Well, listen, we, we know, we know how NBA Twitter does. And of course, Durant going back at them as only, as only he does. Um, that is but true. Wiggins is in that Harrison Barnes role and he's a better version of Harrison Barnes, right? Um, they're going to assign him likely to uh, defend Tatum, at least start out on Jason Tatum. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. That's why I said in, the, in our betting show, look a lot for Jalen Brown as a potential finals mm-hmm. MVP, because not that Andrew Wiggins is going to shut down Jason Tatum, because look, he didn't shut down Luca. Like he ain't gonna shut down. Is the idea is can you make it difficult for them, right? Make them take it on an inefficient number of shots, in an inefficient number of shots. That way they're wasting mm-hmm. possessions. That's your goal when you're dealing with any elite offensive player. But and then offensively, is Wiggins gonna play with the same confidence he's been playing with this postseason? Stepping it up, knocking down open threes, moving, cutting. Is the final stage gonna be too big for him? And I don't think it will because again, Jenna, in this scenario. He's not asked to be the guy, right? It's like, right. it's like, yeah, you were a number one pick and we know what all that means, but on this team, you ain't no number one pick. Okay. You like the number four option out here, my guy. So don't you worry about all that. We need you to play defense, get out in transition and run, rebound, do all those different things. Shoot it with confidence when you're open, when you don't have the ball, be moving, get off the ball quickly, get to the basket. We'll find you for some open layups and dunks. I think if he's able to continue to play at that level, Man, it's it's that, that that's a big X factor for Golden State because you know that's someone they're going to have to then pay attention to uh, on the Celtics side defensively. So it, it'll be interesting. Of course, you know it, when you're playing the Warriors, and Ima Yudoka said this. You know the core of the Warriors is the core, but sometimes he will overreact to the shooting, and that's true, right? You never want to find yourself in that scenario where you're so panicked all the time. Oh my God, where's Steph? Where's Clay? It's like Yes, we we know you need to be aware of where they are, but not to the point where it forces you to get out of what you're supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Continue that trust in knowing, no, no, okay, yes, yeah, Steph may, may, have, may have went left, right? But I know that Grant's got me covered in the corner. I know, right? Knowing that you're together and you're tethered on the string and your teammates got your back and you know, you know we're, we're not worried, like we're fine. Someone's got my back, someone's got me covered. It's when you it's when you panic and you're you overcommit and then you rotate. Yeah. Now it's three on the ball. It's like no, it's not supposed to be three here. Now we got that on we got that four on three unsettled situation behind, and the Warriors feast on that right. They, and that's the idea is like Steph using all of that off ball action to confuse and misdirect because the threat of him shooting is there. Yeah, we know the threat, but as Ime is saying, let's not overreact, right? stay guarded and stay locked into whatever our defensive principles and our game plan is and execute. And let's take a second to, um, to recognize Steve Kerr. Mm. I mean, that man, it, it, like nobody ever questions loyalty in golden state. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, when you think about it, when you think about coaching in a vacuum, mm-hmm. I mean, what about those couple of years where the Warriors were just like, Shh. <laughs> I mean, those, those, those were like, great years, great it, years for, for, for Steve, right? Because he got to teach those other guys. Here's how we play. Here's how we're mm-hmm. going to play. So that when we get to this stage, because they knew as an organization, we would get back here eventually. Now you guys are ready and you understand. So it's yeah. the job that Kerr did in those two years you mentioned, Jenna, to get guys like Jordan Poole, 
in Andrew Wiggins last season ready for this moment this year, right? Because and that was the goal. And you know, we, we have to it we would be remiss if we did not shout out um Stephen Curry and his his ability to understand the bigger picture, you know, and it's, yes. you know, I don't, I don't, you know, me, I don't love doing this. Like, wah, wah, I do. Wah, wah. I know you love, okay. I, 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 I hate all this, like all this crap. I mean, I, I don't actually hate it, but you know, sometimes I think it gets a little too overblown by too many members in the media. But what I will me. say is this, <laughs> his ability to understand the bigger picture and in those two years when the Warriors were, they, you know, he had the injury that first year after the finals. So they were terrible, didn't win any games, but they had that lottery pick that got James Wiseman, right? Last year um, in the D'Angelo Russell trade, they got back Wiggins and uh, a pick that turned into Jonathan Kaminga. Um, his ability, though, to trust in the organization and Bob Myers, because, yep. you know, and this is not a knock on LeBron or KD, but right. LeBron in particular, right? Remember he there was that there was that that shirt, and when I think it was Aaron Donald for the Rams, who was like, "Man, fuck them picks," and like LeBron was like, "Yeah, agreeing." Like, okay, I hear you because you want to win now, and you only trust certain guys. But you know, LeBron, how nice would it be if the Lakers had some picks right now, and you could perhaps rebuild what you got going on? Don't have any because you had to get your man's AD. Now look, it worked. You won a title, but odds are you ain't winning no more. Right. Like, that's it. And it, it, it would have been different had you perhaps had them draft capital. Same thing happening in Brooklyn. Right. When you yeah. bring in you bring in Katie and Kyrie and you trade away all your young assets in Kara Silver, Jared Allen and all those picks to get Harden, who's not even on the team anymore. Right. And now you got a bear covered. Right. And it's, you know, Steph trusting in the organization that, you know, they're going to do right by me. We're going to build these young guys up and we're going to move forward in the process. In that way, he's, you know, as much as his shooting is obviously his greatest skill, equally as great is his, his ability as a teammate to have trust in the organization and for him to be an easy superstar to play with. So guys are like, no, we can yeah. roll with this dude. This, this, this works. And that is a rare thing to find. Right. And, and it's, and it, this is what allows the Warriors to be who and what they are, right? He is this generation's version of Tim Duncan, right? It's the same thing that happened in San Antonio, right? That kind of star that allows, oh, we want Tony Parker to get shine and Manu Ginobili and this, cool by me. Once we win in titles, I don't care, right? Like, and that's the idea because you know, once you keep winning, ultimately it's going to be what it is, right? The legacy will define itself. And, you know, Curry, Jenna, you know, I hate legacy talk, but like, he wins another championship. That'll be four, right? So he'll be a four-time champion, two-time league MVP. Let's say he wins the finals MVP. So then he's got one of those. I mean, he, we're now we're embarking on top 12, right? Top 10 territory all time, right? Which is, that's phenomenal. And so again, kudos. It, none of this works in Golden State without Steph being that kind of guy, right? Um, because he could easily and would be well within his right as a superstar to be like, I ain't got no time for developing no young dudes. Get me some dudes in here know how to win so we can win now. Like, he'd be well within his right to do that. We see superstars all over the league do it. But he didn't. He trusted in the process, not the <laughs> – shout out to the Sixers, right? And it's working because now the Warriors, his prime has been extended, right? If, yeah. Look, look at next year. They got Kaminga, Moody. 
Jordan Poole. I mean, this is going to extend the prime years of that core group. They could go on another another run here of winning another three or four titles, right? And it's it's just it, it, kudos, kudos to, uh, to Curry and and the Golden State Warriors organization. Absolutely incredible point. I mean, everything that you said, uh, selfless guy, really. I mean, patience and selflessness uh, would describe him the past couple of years up until now. I mean, you know, having pool, you know, get a little taste of that starting mm-hmm. five action. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen it all. So, I mean, hey, Steph Curry is as good as they say. Um, for real. And again, they're setting themselves up. Great point for years ahead at this point. And this younger core group mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. that uh, CPR is molding there. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean... This is Damn. huge. This is valuable experience for them, Jenna, because obviously Poole's going to play a big role. I think Kaminga's going to get some time in the finals as well. All of this is, and Moody got some time in the playoffs early, and Wiseman will be back next year. All of this, listen, you come back next season, you, obviously the core three is staying there. Those guys now have an, that we mentioned have an expanded role. It can give the veterans a little time off in the regular season to play less minutes. Give yeah. these guys some more. Again, now you're stretching out. Oops. Now our youngest guys are 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. That helps out the 35-year-old legs, right? You see? And so it yep. it it, it kind of works itself out. And, you know, look, a, a lot of luck and a lot of things have to happen, right? We talked about this all the time. What did I say? That those that year that Steph got hurt and last year may have been the two best things to ever happen to this team because, in a sense, Steph, Clay, and Draymond got two years off, right? Like, after going to five straight finals, that wears on you physically and emotionally you can see if they're hungry again right it's like and and it and it, it's it recharged the batteries and i think it's this is what's going to make it such a such an epic series in my opinion i cannot wait shall we Jaron? <laughs> yes prediction time what do you what do you what say you or you want me to go first no i'll go first okay i don't want you to steal my answer <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> um my prediction, honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Warriors in seven. Okay, okay, and that's you know that's a pick that I think a lot of people are leaning with because it's the safer pick. Let's well, be serious. It, of course, it's safe, but it also what you're saying is that you see the series as even, and the deciding factor being home court. And I do. Game seven is at home, and for the Warriors, I mean, that's I not do. A, it's just that's just the facts. And I think, honestly, if the series does go seven because of that home court advantage and, again, the corporate know-how, I got to give the slight edge to the Warriors, although we did see them lose a game seven at home to the Cleveland Cavaliers yes. in 2016. Now, that team had Ooh. a peak LeBron so James. Big, and this team does not have a peak LeBron James in the Celtics. So, you know, um, I'll say this. I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics. And I, just because I, I love that defense, and I think Coach Udoka is gonna gonna pull some special magic out. The only way I see Boston winning this, Jenna, is winning it in six. Because if this goes seven, not happening. No way. Six six is how it has to happen for Boston. Like that is that is the path for them. They're not gonna win it in four or five Even- because because the Warriors are too good. I just cannot see them winning a game seven on the road. Um, and even though they did just win a game seven on the road in Miami, listen, all due credit to the Miami Heat, Expo, 
outstanding club and organization. They are nowhere near as good as the Warriors, right? Like they just they don't pose the same. No, it problems. would have been a boring series. They, they, they don't pose the Sorry. same problems. Well, the, the Heat just the Heat don't score, right? I mean, so yeah, so yeah, so while they're more physical and rugged and they don't quit and all that, sure, but they just they don't score. So whereas the Warriors, again, as I mentioned, they're weaponized. Everybody on the floor is a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if the Celtics are going to win this, to me, it has to be in six games because I don't see it happening in seven. So I'll go out on a limb and say Celtics in six, they'll probably change my mind and be like, ah, I say, yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. The thing is with the Celtics, I mean, not to be a whole like, you know, what do they call them? Like conspiracy theorists? Right, I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the storyline, the story is too perfect. Like it's literally too perfect. <laughs> you guys went through so much. You mm. have a first year head coach. I mean, this mm-hmm. is just like the whole te- team of destiny thing, right? They were like under yeah. 500, like all that. And they can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too good to be true almost. I mean, I don't know. You never know though. That would happen because this I'm notorious for eating my words. So well, well what know. I want, Jenna, most most of all, as I said, no one's hundred percent at this time of the year. I don't want any more injuries in the finals. Like, no. I, I, I don't want that. Like, please. Mm-mm. I just want everyone to be able to get through in with the relative health that they're in now. Yeah. And I want to see, see these, like a more even match. Yes. And I want to see this match as even as possible, even though you know it's not really realistic because of the nature of how things go. And really quick, because this has been a big topic of discussion, especially mm-hmm. in the last series, officiating. Mm. What's the deal here? What's got to go down? What's you not got to go down uh, in this series? I, I think, you know, we talked about Marcus Smart and his ability to draw fouls. I think, you know, look, the players need to not focus on the refs and focus on the game. Mm-hmm. If they're, if either side is caught up in talking to the refs, huge advantage the other way. Like, just don't. Yeah. Yes, they're going to make bad calls that you think are bad. They're going to admit, sure, it happens. But when you get into that part of the game, you're not focusing. I go back to the Grizzlies series, uh, Jenna, with against the Warriors. Remember when Dylan Brooks um, got the flagrant two and ejected for the foul yeah. on Gary Payton the second? And mm-hmm. Steve Kerr in the post game said that Dylan Brooks broke, broke the code. He messed with the Grizzlies' head because all the rest of the series, that's all the Grizzlies were talking about. Who broke the code? Who did what? Oh, how come Jordan Poole didn't break the code for doing this to John Moran? Bup, bup, bup. No, man, don't worry about that bullshit. Okay. Right. Like, like quit the trash talk unless like you can the handle game. the trash talk. Right. Focus on the game. Don't be caught up in those other distractions that have nothing to do with actually on the floor. Right. Like, don't. And they were a young team and they got they got kind of suckered into that. Like Steve Kerr did, you know, he he played under Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson two of the notorious mind game masters in the history of the, of, of this sport, right? Don't get caught up in that foolishness. And I think even yeah. Yudoka will have his guys ready and like not focused on that. That is focus on what you can control. You can't control what the refs do. You can control what you can. That's, that's the thing. And whatever team understands that the best will have an edge. Exactly. And mentally, uh, that'll have the edge as well. And we already know, you know, the numbers don't lie. The Warriors obviously have the edge in that. So it's going to take mind games for the Celtics to, uh, I think, pull out everything here. So we'll see. Again, not minimizing the Celtics either. It's just that we haven't had enough to go off of to judge them at this level. I mean, look, and the the Warriors get so much extra credit, if you will, by a team that's already won three times and we've seen them perform on this stage, right? So that is you know, that's what gives everybody so much confidence. They're like, oh no, we've seen them do it before. We haven't seen these guys do it. But as I, as I said in the beginning, 
before the Warriors won one, they didn't. Right. So exactly. you, if, if a team's going to win or if you're going to win your first one, well, you have to win it. Right. So, I mean, at some point, like none of that stuff matters. And I think once the first like opening seconds and jitters get out of the way, yeah. you realize, man, this is a basketball game and we got to do what we got to do to win a basketball game. All right. Exactly. And, and we should see some good ball. Eye on the prize. Yes, we should. Guys, this is not our last episode, so make sure you guys stick with us. Remember, my pick is Warriors in seven. Gerard's got the C's in six. So follow us, stay with us, and we will be with you here and even after the series. So don't worry. We ain't going anywhere. It's going to be a long one. (laughs) I have a feeling. It's going to be a long one for sure. Um, Guys, you know, we are part of the Props Network, as we mentioned. Um, check out our, our gambling segment and make sure you download the prospects app. Use the promo code seven footers. You see on the bottom of the, of the crawler there. We are on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, all those at seven footers pod on Twitter at seven footers podcast on Instagram at JS Hector at gentleman Selly. And until next time, peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps Tryna have a plan that we may come true Plotted some jobs but I ain't hit back I don't wanna trap, what's a man gon' do? Chevy told me come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew Ride around 10, came dressed in the nines You already know what we really finna do When we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene Pull up on the scene, yeah we pull up